Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm in the studio as always by Steve Turner and Don Brock. We've had some uh, calamitous news in the team list on, on a few fronts. Um, we're going to get to that shortly. Boys, how do you go on the weekend? A big 961 for myself, CK, last weekend. I, uh, Funny you haven't mentioned that already a few times today. No, I've mentioned it a few times today, <laughs> through the week leading into uh, Wednesday. But yeah, my lowest score for the weekend was Viliami Kikau with 36, so not a bad week. I brought in Reese Martin, I brought in Jason Talmalolo, Andrew Fafita on fire, Appy Corusau on fire. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad weekend. weekend. Yeah, better than my score this week. Um, yeah, I've got Smith out this week. Sean Johnson's still out. Everyone else seems to have been benched this week, so a few headaches. Yeah, I cracked the 900, but I got quite a few headaches as well uh, this week. So we'll get cracking on some team changes. Kicks off on Thursday night with Penrith against the Tigers out there at Penrith Stadium. Um, starting off with the news that Viliami Kikau has been benched. He only got 36 last week. Now he's off the bench. He did score, what was it, 60-something in round yep. one, playing 40-odd minutes off the bench. So it's not necessarily complete panic stations, but he has been playing big minutes. So are we a bit worried about this? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think he he'll, can probably do okay this week. It just it hurts his prospects of being a keeper long-term. If he's yep. starting and playing big minutes, then you could you know possibly keep him all season. If he's going to be a bench player for the rest of the year, then what his, his score is going to be 40, 45 a week, right? He's averaging 48. Yeah, so, and you'd assume that's going to go down now that he's back to the bench. So, yeah, not a great sign. Might be a sell in the next few weeks. I'm going to wait and see how he goes, but you could sell him this week. It is. It's interesting because he averages what, or he's played 80 minutes the last five weeks, and he's been outstanding. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, with the injuries to their outside backs, um, Isaiah Yo and Corey Hardaway and I have been playing in the centres. So, yeah, interesting decision from Griffin to move him back to the bench. He obviously does give you more impact, but mm. if that's the way it's going to be moving forward, you obviously got Fisher Harris outstanding. Yeah, Trent Merrin's been yeah. great. Um, so, yeah, look, I. More than likely, I'm going to sell him this week for another a big gun, but um, it is a bit of a dilemma for fantasy. I coaches. mean, it does mean another injury in the centres or in the second row or even at lock or something could open up the chance for him to come back in. So mm. you can't rule out the prospect of him coming back, but yeah, signs aren't good. They can find an injury, the Panthers. They can. Um, the reason that he's gone back to the bench is because Nathan Cleary returns from his knee injury. He comes back into the halves and Tyrone Peach, who's been filling in there, he shifts to centre, which allows Isaiah Yo to return to that starting back row role. Um, the flow-on effect from that, other than for Kikau, is obviously that uh, Maloney's going to take a huge uh, drop in points yep. considering he's going to lose the goal-kicking probably and probably a, a tonne of kick metres as well and also does not have that overall um, you know, go-to guy responsibility. Yeah, at the start of the year when Cleary was playing alongside Maloney, Maloney scored... Uh, was it 4, 14, and then 27 in first three rounds, which is not great. The 27, um, even that game, Cleary missed half the game with, with injury. So, um, yeah, if it goes back to anything like that, then Maloney is a sell pretty quick. I think his break-even's around 40. He's been fantastic, but, yeah, it was always a, a, a buy just while Cleary was out. And now with Cleary back, he's, he's probably a sell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, is it, was it Nathan Cleary's left leg that he hurt? His left leg? I think it was. So it's his yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, landing leg for when he kicks. So yeah. uh, it will be interesting to see whether he does kick or Jimmy Maloney kicks, but you'd imagine Nathan Cleary would just take over. Yeah, he, he has done a good job, though, Jimmy. Yeah, he's been great. He's kicked plenty of penalty goals. 
Yes, he's had a few. <laughs> done everything. He's had a few. Um, we'll take a look at the Tigers. Um, we were a little bit shocked when we got the uh, the team sheet and saw Mahe Fanua wasn't on it. Apparently, uh, it's a disciplinary move. I was a bit late to training, and Ivan Cleary is big on his uh, his standards, that sort of thing. Plenty of people jumped on Mahe in the last week or two. He's been uh, very busy there, sort of on the wing and then moving into centre last week. So Kevin Agama comes back from him. Are we... Are we worried? Are we thinking he might come back into the team next week? They have, you know, spots for a premium that Tigers back line. Yeah, they've been really strong in the outside backs, but I mean, Fanua was so good uh, last week, probably man of the match for the Tigers. So you'd expect he comes back at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I really like the sign of the Tigers dropping probably their best player from the last round because of a. Uh, disciplinary thing and not even that like he slept in on Sunday is the story and missed mm. training they played on Thursday so yeah it really fits in with their you know everyone on the bus approach on the bus the culture that, that Ivan has yeah, put into yeah. over the summer the competitiveness for spots because the they're not they're not the most talented team in the comp so they're really focused on getting everything out of the talent they do have and that includes you know you don't get turn up late to training or you don't play so yeah it's a good sign um, I was thinking this morning the Tigers like they're my second favourite team this year. It's been such a big, you know, surprise packet. Beat the Cowboys on Thursday, who everyone had as you know premiership favourites. Um, yep. It wasn't even a surprise when they beat him. Um, and yeah, they're doing some weird things. Apart from their defence being amazing, they pick a new captain every week, like a kids team. <laughs> <laughs> their back you know, five changes all yeah, the time. Yeah, all their recruits are these undervalued kind of players. Ivan Cleary is playing fantasy footy with his with an NRL club. That's what he's doing. New captain every week. Doesn't know who to pick. Matt Eisen. Working wonders. Thirteen. Matt Eisenhuth at eight. Yeah, doesn't matter. Different back five. Yeah. Elijah Taylor at hooker. Yeah, it's all working. I'm, I'm all here for it. Uh, Eels up against the Warriors, six pm at ANZ Stadium. Eels not a lot going right at the moment. Still plenty of injuries. Uh, Kenny Edwards drops out. Obviously, the story in the news about the um, the traffic violation. Um, he is replaced by Murata Nyukore on the bench, who is a uh, NRL debutant. Um, Cameron King back at hooker. Obviously, Kayser Pritchard still out. Will Smith drops back to the bench. Not a great deal going on <laughs> fantasy-wise, despite yeah. all that. Mitch Moses for is all those changes. hot and cold. Daniel Lavaro has been consistent. If you started with him, yeah. you're doing okay. But other than that... Yeah, I think it's kind of a no-go zone, despite all those changes. Yeah. You know, it's still losing. Um, you know, the halves are getting a good score once in a while, but... They're just so inconsistent. Nothing really is. Just, yeah. they, it was probably a game they lost last week, CK, to be honest, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Against the dogs. And, and, like, and they lost it well before Gutherson got a nasty bounce in the end yeah. goal too. They had um, you know, had some bad luck. You know, you could have argued that, that you know Michael Jennings scored a try. You could have argued that George Jennings marked a ball in the end goal before the, the dogs try. But for all the possession, they had, what was it, they were basically 15 minutes camped on the dogs line. Dogs are coming 15th and they couldn't find a try that yeah. was sort of I think where they lost it and they just it's just not clicking for them the interesting part in that game I was watching the, in particular the first half when they scored those couple of tries Parramatta then they had a number of sets on the dogs try line and they shifted left and Gutho threw that forward pass to Bevan French I wonder if they had their time over again they would have taken the shot at two points they're up 12-8 mm. and they go 14-8 potentially a different ball game but it's interesting how big King of a goal you see this yeah. you know, this mm. year most times often not when Jimmy Maloney you know they just they just take the two most yeah. teams just take the two these days I mean, so it was interesting that I wonder if they think back and think maybe we should have taken the two in that 
scenario. At the time, I thought it was a nice, aggressive, positive mm. move. The dogs looked like they were on the rack and they, they kept the pressure. Obviously, they came up with the error straight after that to let all the pressure off. I guess the advantage if you kick the two is that you get the ball back, even though it's in your own end. You, yeah. You're keeping the ball away from the opponents. You're taking more gas out of the tank. And I think that's the fifth game this year that Parramatta's lost where they score the same number of tries as their opponents. Yeah. So the... I mean, it's not just kicking accuracy, but obviously all the penalty goals. Like we saw, the Sharks game was fourteen four, one try apiece. So it's the yeah. it's the penalty goals against teams' goal line defence is really good these days compared to previous mm. years. So I, I can see why teams are taking the option. Yeah, well, they're all saying it's harder to attack inside the ten or inside yeah. the twenty because the you know the defences are so set. But a few things there for the Eels to look at. But we'll move on to the Warriors. Still no Sean Johnson, possibly not back till after the round 13 yeah. bye. Um, Isaac Luke, um, man, he can play through some injuries. Dislocated his shoulder a fortnight ago, just the one week out for him, which pushes uh, Cole Lawton out of the side. Um, other than that, um, we've got, you know, Hiku's had a good score, although he probably most people would have sold him, I think, by now. Talk Harris. He got me 46 yeah. last week, CK. <laughs> still got him. <laughs> I've still got him. <laughs> I've still got him because there isn't too many good scoring centres. I've got Latrell, yeah. well, I've got. You. I've got Jared Croker from Canberra, but there's obviously you know, Ewan Aiken, but there isn't too many. Mm. Simon Mannering's interesting. Cause I remember we spoke probably a month or six weeks ago when he mm. first came back, and I remember yeah. Stephen Kearney said he'd be, you know, he'd expect him to start, and but he yeah. hasn't been starting. Mm. Yeah, is the bench is, is yeah. just the way it's going to be now for. Mm the rest of the season. Well, the past couple of weeks he's been named to start and yeah. then on game day Isaiah Papali'i comes in and, and Mannering goes back to the bench. This week Mannering's actually just named on the bench with, yeah. with Papali'i in the starting side. So it looks like that's sort of the, the way they're going now. Yeah, I mean, if he got back to playing 80 minutes then, you know, he could be dropping in price these weeks but there's no huge sign that he's going to come back and start. So... How do you see this game for the Warriors? Because I looked at the last three weeks for the Warriors mm. have had two losses against Melbourne and the Roosters and pretty poor performance 50 points scored against yeah. against Storm 32 nil last week they yeah. bounced back really well from the Storm game though so maybe they can do that again although like you say two big losses in three weeks isn't ideal yeah I mean they really should win this one again. you think so yeah the Eels, but mm. who knows it's a tough comp to pick this year <laughs> hard to tip power at the moment after especially after last week um, Broncos up against the Roosters Friday night at Suncorp Stadium. A few interesting things here with the Broncos. They've copped some injuries. Um, Jack Bird's out, Alex Glenn and, and Payne Haas all gone. Um, Tom Opacek into the centres. Joaquin Gowie at lock. Tavita Pangai Jr., which quite a few of us uh, are running with him, he moves to an edge, which I'm interested by because if it, um, if it ups his minutes significantly and he gets a few you know, line runs at some, some edge defenders, it might boost his scores like we saw with you know, Kikau in the opening rounds. Yeah, that's the one for me. Obviously, I've got Pangai Jr. on my side, you know, playing in the middle. I think he's a middle forward, but as you said, CK, if yeah. he goes to the edge, does that mean he be, you know, plays 80 minutes and an opportunity to maybe get a try, a line break, yeah. you know, a few more tackle breaks? He's probably not going to be making as many tackles as he does. Yeah, usually middle, the, the work rate goes down if you're on the edge rather than the middle, but the minutes go up, so you can kind of be a wash and just... Then the other option, you know, the other thing there, you know, being on an edge and they're playing against the Roosters, who over the last couple of weeks have clicked, mm. you'll see a lot more traffic yep. potentially coming towards Pangai Junior. There, you've got to make more decisions in defence. Do you come up with more missed tackles? Do you come up yep. with more try causes? So, um, it's an interesting game for the Broncos because they're so so for me at the moment. I'm not really sold on the Broncos. Yeah, still haven't quite, it hasn't all quite come together yet for. Brisbane, um, although it looks like Andrew McCulloch may have just been promoted to 
Queensland hooker. So yeah. So is that, a, is that good or bad for fantasy coaches? It's, well, it's bad. He'll miss round 17, which he wouldn't have otherwise. He'll have to back up from origin. Um, it's a bit of a... It's a, it's a good talking point, the Queensland number nine, isn't it? Mm, well, because at the moment, Queen, when you look at Queensland, they don't have a goal kicker. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more that. the goal. I think McCulloch's the clear front runner for the hooker. Yeah. I think the goal kicking is the problem because if you pick the best 17, you've probably got no Val Holmes and no Callum Ponger and, and these yeah. sort of guys. So do you, do you actually change your 17 just to get a goal kicker in there? I don't know. Maybe it's Holmes. Million dollar question for Kevy Walters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Blues fans are cheering that. Maroons finally have headaches before, you know, origin one. Well, that's like, you know, the retirement of Cameron Smith, you know, no doubt Andrew McCulloch, you know, be going, how good, this is a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. But does the retirement of Cameron Smith, you know, help or hinder like a Ben Hunt or a Daly Chervins or an Andrew McCulloch? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, Ben Hunt becomes even more important. He's probably going to be the starting seven anyway, but as someone who is has been in the Origin Arena before, is in great form, has kicked goals at NRL yeah. level as well. I mean, he's probably it at this point. He's the front-runner to kick goals. Have to be close. Um, and someone who is a really good half and a really good hooker. Mm. I think Ben Hunt's way too important not to be starting somewhere for Queensland. So he's he's got to be an absolute shoe in now. Another origin candidate, Jimmy, Jimmy the Jet, James Roberts. Do you expect him to go back to the right this week after going to the left last week? Well, if he was only moved to the left for Bird and Bird's out and Opacek's coming in, I think Opacek I've only really seen at left centre um, so far in his career. So you'd have to think um, the one-week James Roberts experiment on the left is over and he's back on the right side where he prefers. Good battle, him and Luttrell this week. Yeah, it should be great. That is a big one. Um, who we got? The Roosters. Victor Radley comes back from a one-game suspension, pushing that butcher out. Um, Latrell, who you just mentioned, uh, was great last week. Uh, Fantasy-wise, not else. You know, Ryan Madison, I guess, is uh, yeah, so, a little bit. Yeah, so Madison is still going fine, but after making tons of cash in the first part of the season, he's uh, kind of going backwards a bit now. I think his break-even's in the mid-60s, so if you haven't got him already, you can wait another week or two and get him a little bit cheaper, still a super valuable buy covering uh, the back row and the halves, but otherwise, yeah, business as usual, I think, for the Roosters. Was it good signs last week, do you think, from the Roosters? It was their first back-to-back yeah. -back win since round mm. two and three, I think it was. So. I think it is good, good signs. Win, so. Trent Robinson spoke, um, was it after Anzac Day, about all the, the game after that, about having that, that long break and sort of rejigging their attack. And there were probably a few positive signs against Manly, who I thought they would have beaten by a lot. They only just got home in the end. Um, but, yeah, really good against the Warriors. I think, yeah, it could be, could, they could be starting to click now, the Roosters. Yeah, I think they're doing fine. I mean, they don't have to peak until finals time and that's still a long way off so uh, there's still a huge chance I think of winning the comp this year if mm. they get it all together by, by then. Well they're comfortably inside the top eight yeah. and they're you know, nowhere near having hit what we think their potential is so not too much to be concerned about I don't think at this stage for the Roosters. Next game is Saturday afternoon, the Gold Coast Titans up against the Newcastle Knights at Seabus Super Stadium. Um, lots of changes for the Titans, mm. Nathan Peets has been named to start which is bad for Super Cash Cow Mitch Rain who I was hoping to get one more big score out of. Um, Jai Arrow's back after rib and back concerns two weeks ago, which is good to see, um, nice and timely for him. A um, few other switcheroos, nothing else too fantasy relevant, I don't think. Bryce Cartwright finally out of the 17, he's been, well, I don't want to be uncharitable, but really poor, Yeah. Um, both fantasy-wise and NRL-wise. Um, I know Dom, you mentioned Ryan James has pumped out some big scores. Yeah, he's been in, in good form, um, a bit like Angus Crichton, who we'll talk about 
um, a former Real Fantasy Garn who's been a bit quiet this year, but is you know in really good form recently and much cheaper than the likes of you know Fafita, Tamalolo, these guys we talk about a lot. Um, yeah, Mitch Rain looks like a sell now. Um, his break even still low because he's been making he's been mm. making great scores in the last uh, month or so. So you could hold him and see what happens. Um, but it, it sounds like Pete's is going to come back uh, as named. So if Pete's plays, then Rain's a sell either this week or next week. Yeah, I'd expect him this Rain week. to play some sort of football this week. Well, he was coming off the bench. He was scoring twenty. Was it rib cartilage that Pete's had injury? Uh, yeah, rib. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Pete's, uh, sorry, Rain was scoring twenties when uh, Pete's was in at the start of the year, yeah. and his break even's fourteen. So I'd expect him to scrape together a few more dollars this week. I'm making two trades that aren't Mitch Rain, so I've sort of got no choice but. He's hardly urgent. Yeah. Certainly not a must-sell, yeah. Um, Jairo back's great, like we said. Um, yep. Probably you wouldn't buy him at the moment with the concerns about his ribs and back and potential origin selection. But uh, for the many of us that have him, it's, it's good news to see him back. We haven't mentioned AJ Brimson. Um, slightly underwhelming, 26 on debut. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, fine if you got him. It, no one's going to rush out to buy him based on... 26, but if you start scoring around 30 and holds your spot long term, then he's a decent. The thing with the Titans, Ash Taylor does pretty much what 90% of the exactly. kicking up there, yeah. so yeah. he's well, certainly not getting. He's a run of the ball, yeah. Yeah, so he'll need a few tries really to get, you know, decent scores, or at least a few busts and/or yep. line breaks. Um, the Knights, they would have been a little bit disappointed with their efforts last week, basically unchanged other than Jacob Sofiti in on the bench. Brock Lamb, the big news there. I think a few of us wishing we'd bought him last week instead of having a wait and see because he pumped out 55. In Would that be his first real game as the, the senior half with no Mitch Pearce and taking all the kicking duties and so on? This yeah, week? I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he played you know, a bit of a bit part role off the bench early in the season meant his price has plummeted and he's yeah really good value right now for a, a dominant kicking half so I think he um, kicked well over 200 metres so yeah. yeah 280 I kicked think some goals nice. as well so yeah I think he's really good you know he's kind of the standout cash cow option along with Reese Martin still I guess this yeah. week well he's about 250k down on his starting price he averaged 40-ish yeah. last year as the senior yeah. half he's definitely got goals because uh, yeah. CEO and Ponga weren't doing the fact well. we know all he has to do is match what he did last season and that would get him two hundred thousand dollars. Is you know a great reason to. And Pierce is still what months. two two three months away. Yeah. So he's got plenty of time. Left. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we move on, a quick reminder that the NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over one million dollars with Yui Rewards on offers like thirty dollars off two hundred dollar NRL Shop gift cards. Visit yui.com.au/rewards for more details. Now the second Saturday game, the Cowboys up against the Rabbitohs. Um, Cowboys. Unchanged. Were you a bit surprised by that, given how you know pedestrian their their backline yeah. has looked in recent weeks and how slow? Yeah, Justin O'Neill made what five errors mm. last week. Yeah, big concerns, especially for a, a player that's represented. You yeah. know, you don't origin want that. Player. Yeah, Origin player. They just the difference I saw last week was watching the Cowboys and the Tigers was the speed, the way the two sides yeah. played, just the up tempo of the Tigers, and just as you said, CK, almost like pedestrian. Just it was like they were stuck in second or third gear. The mm. Um, the Cowboys and just their attack just was sideways. It was just there was no penetration really. Yeah, it doesn't look like Paul Green's got a lot of faith in the backup options if he keeps sticking with the top seventeen every week. I mean, even something like Ricky Stewart a few weeks ago, just you know dropping big name Raiders. You know, Papali yeah. got dropped for a week. That kind of stuff, just as a you know as a sign really to, to everybody lift your game or you. Is Jarvan Bowen still 
within this. He's squad. around. Yeah. yeah, he's on the interchange, so he could come in. And there's a young center named is it Anari Tuala, yeah. yeah. who is quite big raps on. He could potentially come in. Um, and you look at what the Cowboys are getting when they start their sets. You compare what they're getting compared to you know Mamalo and Fusatua for the Warriors. You know Aitken mm. and McDonald and Dufty for the the Dragons and the, the teams that are good at getting these powerful set starts. You know the Eels are missing Semiro Dradra, that was such a big factor for them last year. And I just think that the lack of sting on those those kick returns is really hurting the Cowboys. You know, Lachlan Coote's probably not the most ferocious kick return. Ben Hampton's probably the most yeah. Yeah, been really damaging good. ball yeah. runner in their outside backs. Mm, he's playing centres, or I'm not sure I've seen him play in no. the NRL level prior to this year. It's, what, 10 or 11 tackle busts last week yep. for Ben Hampton's actually Yeah, it's been. become a really crucial part of their yeah. back line, which... Yeah, isn't a great sign necessarily. But yeah, between um, Linnett's still to come back, and I don't think he fixes too many problems that they've got. O'Neill and Winnerstein are, are struggling. You know, Felt's a good player, but he's not really. He's a great finisher and so on, but I'm not sure he's mm. the answer in terms of what they're they're missing mm. on on. Tamalala's still good for fantasy though. Oh, he's still he's still good <laughs> still in good. general. Um, but they're just relying on him so much. Yeah. it's so weird because this is it's not like this like this is the team we expected them to have when we all said they'll play in the grand final this year, you know? They yeah. played the grand final last year, brought in a few extra players. Jordan McLean, they're missing, but it's not like he's going to make all the difference when he comes back. But they're still a side, what have they got, three wins? They're still a side that you can't write... I, you, I, no, you well, feel like you can't write them off because you know what they're capable of and you look at their roster... Got so many just star got players. So many yeah. star players, yeah. but, yeah. you know, when you look at someone like, you know, Parramatta or, you know, Manly or, you know, Canterbury have got just as many wins as the Cowboys, you'd probably go on, they may not make finals, but you still give the Cowboys some sort of hope because, as you say, the roster they've got, but yeah. how yeah. much longer... They, they have to make the finals first yeah. to um, do one of those late charges like they did last season. Yeah. That's looking iffy at this point. Um, so we'll look at the, uh, the Rabbitohs and Angus Crichton certainly turned back the clock to his uh, explosive 2017 form with that 94... Um, smashing through some holes on the right edge, uh, enjoying his combination with Adam Reynolds, sort of clicking into gear. Um, spoke to him after the game and he was talking about having to do a bit more of the nitty-gritty in the opening rounds, a bit more ball going left for, for GI. Um, you know, Cody Walker's on the left side, Reynolds is on the right side, so when Reynolds was out, uh, Crichton wasn't seeing so much ball. I think he's right up the top of the NRL for, for decoy runs as well, mm-hmm. which uh, you don't get points for, obviously, in fantasy, even though you're doing work. Um, so the question here is, is he back? He's a bit over 100k still cheaper than, than what he started. Yeah, it's a tough one. Half his scores this year uh, have been under 50 points, which you don't want for someone, you know. Yeah. If you buy him, he's as a, a keeper back rower, you want him to be scoring at least 50 a week, preferably 55 a week with the odd monster score like that one. So he hasn't been there this season. Um, as you say, his role's been a bit different this year. Hopefully he starts running the ball more if you buy him. So there's a few question marks. You know, there's a reason why he's 100k cheaper than Andrew Favita and those guys, but you know he was awesome on the weekend, and we know we saw what he did what he did last year. So I think he's my buy this week yeah. for Kickow, Kickow yeah. out and Crichton in. I've got Kickow out for Crichton or Jake Travojevic, but uh, Origin might be. Yeah, we assume Origin for Crichton as well, though. Yeah, I mean there's so many second rowers in contention for those blue spots, but Crichton's one of them now. Yeah. He'd have to be, you know, if you've got Wade Graham under an injury cloud, you've got you know, Tarek Sims putting his hand up, Crichton's going as well as yeah. any of those guys. He's going better than, you know, Boyd Cordner and probably on a par with, you know, Tyson Frizzell. And he's, he's such a mobile back rower too. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he's been good. Mm. I have to get him in, I think. You have to get him. Seven, well, 768's good. Yeah, so great nice. value if he's going to... Value for 
compared to what he's capable of. Um, elsewhere in the team, Adam Reynolds, a lot of people are looking yeah. at. Um, he's certainly burned the odd fantasy coach in past years with those sort of, you know, two, four, six-week injuries, like a hammy tweak or a, yeah. you know, a broken jaw or a, something that's just kept him out. Yeah. to be a headache. But he's averaging just under 400 kick metres a game. Oh, yeah. So kicking, that's... That's where he's getting his... Yeah. Exactly. He's not really as good a running half as like a Cherry Evans or someone who gets lots of tackle breaks or doesn't make as many tackles as those kind of guys, but his kick metres are always massive. Great goal kicker. Um, and when the Rabbitohs are winning, like they are now, he's got to be in there with try assists and line break assists and, uh, and all that. And his recent form's really good, 53, 72, 66. Um, yeah, so fitness is the real thing. He's just had so many injuries. Like we were saying, what, a month ago, that mm. Josh Dugan was looking really good, even though he's had injury worries, and then people buy him and he gets injured again. So yeah, it's a little bit of a gamble. You'll be kicking yourself if you buy him and he gets injured this week, but he's a pretty good value potential keeper, especially if Souths keep playing like they're playing right now. He could, you know, he could be the, you know, maybe the best of the halves in the run home. Oh, um, yeah, potentially. Um, the other headache there is Cam Murray, who a lot of us yeah. um, are struggling with. I think you've bought him twice already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Um, yeah, so he got benched last week uh, for the Dragons game. Um, they played all three Burgesses in the starting side. Um, I mean, there was talk, speculation that that may have just been to counter the Dragons forward pack, which is the best yeah. pack in the comp. So play your three, you know, big impact players to start with. But it works so well that they're running with that pack again this week. And who knows if it keeps working? I don't know how Murray gets back into the starting side unless there's an injury. So yeah, I think it's a bit of a nuisance for fantasy coaches. Yeah. And I mean, I, I told him weeks ago, but yeah, we're still what forty points in forty-five minutes. Exactly, it just comes from he's just a tackling machine when he gets yeah. out. Yeah. Tackles, tackles and tackles. Yeah. yeah. But if he starts, he plays 60, yeah. 65 minutes and scores 55. So, yeah, it's a real headache. I wouldn't necessarily rush him out just yet, but... Um, yeah, I'm holding this week, but he could be on the, the chopping block next week if... Uh, if his scores start, start to dip, his price will drop. And exactly. Um, do, you, do you weigh in the Cam Murray factor when it comes to the representative scene, the Denver test, England, New Zealand... Burgess yeah, Brothers maybe, but that, again, that's, that's, that's one week, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, say he starts that week and scores well, there's still a few weeks between now and then, and there's the rest of the season. If you keep him, you really want him to be scoring 50 points a game for the rest of the season. And if he's not going to do that, you're better off trading him, you know, upgrading him yeah. down to a Crichton or somebody who, who will. All right, have a look at the uh, Storm up against the Sea Eagles. Big news for the Storm is that Cameron Smith is out, suspended, I think, the first time since 2008. Um, so Brandon Smith comes into the starting team. I guess Joe Stimson or someone, Jerome Hughes, is going to have to sub in at dummy half at some point. Yeah. Um, Storm otherwise looking pretty steady. Cassiano's out, Glasby's in on the bench, but fantasy-wise, yeah. I mean, who do we think goal kicks for the Storm this week? Munster? Maybe Munster? Yeah, who else they got? Munster. Oh, Harris did it last year. He's not there. Yeah. Any back rowers? Joe Stimson was taking a few. Yeah, I think it might be Stimson. But he's on the bench, I think, so... I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. Adekar um, had a bit of a quieter week compared to the previous. Yeah. Didn't score three tries. Didn't score no. three tries, <laughs> and he got 30 points. Just one. Yeah, I mean, mixed week for Smith owners. You know, got suspended, but only one week, not two weeks. So better than it could have been. And then no origin is a is a real boost for yeah. for his fantasy prospects. It means he won't be rested at all during the origin uh, period. He'll play round 17 now. He wouldn't have before, so... Yeah, I mean... 
pretty good news, really, if you've got him. Just bench him this week and then hope that he's, uh, he's you know, scores big for the rest of the year. Uh, sea Eagles, Trent Hawkinson, uh, I think named on the bench, but potentially could end up starting. Uh, so he'll get rushed straight in. Potentially will take goals off Daily Cherry Evans either yeah. this week or in the coming weeks. Potentially some kick meters off Cherry Evans as well. So this isn't ideal for uh, for DCE, who's been one of the, the most consistent fantasy halves this year. Yeah, DCE's missed a few pretty simple-looking uh, conversion attempts recently. So yeah. I think Hodkinson at least takes those ones. Um, yeah. And, yeah, probably takes all those goals. Uh, kick meters, I'm not sure about. He might be more doing the short kicking than the long kicking. But, yep. um, yeah, but then again, having a good organising half there can free up Trey Evans a bit. Like having Blake Green of the Warriors has freed up Sean Johnson, who's scored really well despite having a good playmaker next to him. So, yeah, it could balance out, um, hopefully, for those of us who have Cherry Evans. The um, Manly good win last week, and yeah. the four blokes that went well was the Trevojevich brothers, DC and Coruscant. Yeah. And I had a look at, they've had three wins this year, and the previous wins against Parrot and Canberra, those same four players dominated on the field and dominated fans. In round two against Parrot, Tommy got 52, RP 61, DC 70, Jake 64. Against Canberra, Tommy got 84, RP 49, DC 52, and Jake 56. So, yeah. That's pretty much their spine when you think of a spine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's mainly spine. When those four play well, they score well in fantasy and get and play well on the field. I as reckon well. if the NRL was like a five-a-side comp, Manly would be up there with the best teams in the <laughs> in the yeah. comp. It's yeah. just the the depth around them isn't as good as you know other teams. Um, yeah, those guys are all stars. Depow, I think, got just under fifty as yeah. well. Um, not as good as he has been going, but still really solid if you've got him. So yeah, they're going to be relying on those guys. Jake Are they a chance this week against Melbourne without Cameron Smith? Yeah, big chance if they ride some confidence from last week and, and Hocko doesn't take too long to gel into their um, defensive. So I think it's more the defence than the attack because yeah. he was getting caught out with uh, with his lateral movement a bit uh, for the Sharks earlier in the year. But um, Storm, obviously no Cooper Cronk this year. You lose Cam Smith as well. Look a little Cassiano bit out. Yeah, I don't know. Was he... Was he laying much of a platform for them? They still got you know Welch and you know Glasby yeah. comes back yeah. in and but Cam so Smith's a big Smith's out, a massive out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it, where it hurts them. Um, moving on to the Dragons up against the Raiders. Dragons uh, they'll be looking for a, a hit back after losing the South last week. They continue to rotate through that seventeen jersey. Blake Laurie gets a chance uh, this week at the expense of Zach Lomax. A um, couple of big scores last week. McInnes and Frizzell, their halves were quiet um, fantasy wise, other than. You and Aitken, really. I don't know if there's much that we really want to yep. in our teams. I'm it. steering clear of everyone in the Dragons. Same here. Pretty much the Raiders as well, while we're, while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Havili, if you've got him, he's been outstanding. havili has been awesome. Yeah. yeah, You don't have to trade him out yet. Um, no. Just keeps kicking along, doesn't he? I thought yeah. he was sell a while ago, and then he busts out it's a It's been fantastic. And, uh, When's Hodgson back? Do we know this? Oh, round 18-ish. Yeah, yeah okay. It's still, oh. yeah, I think he's... Possibly back running, but as we saw with Gutherson at the start of the year, you don't want yeah, to rush back. the ACLs back, so he's uh, he's still a while off. Anyone else for the, the Raiders? A couple of their forwards scoring all right, but yeah, I don't know. What did Croker get for you last week? Must have been all right. 43, I think it was, 44, yeah. yeah. It's fine. If yeah, the Raiders bad, are finding yeah. form, does Croker become a potential buy, given the centres have been so bad otherwise? Yeah, I mean, there's so many potential buyers in the centres, so mm. he's just about as good as anyone. I guess. Put him on the watch list. Yep. Well, short and sweet. The Sharks up against the Bulldogs, 4pm at Southern Cross Group Stadium. Um, to close out the round, 
Sharks have, well, you wouldn't expect Andrew Fafita to play 80 minutes again with uh, Paul Gallen apparently back this week at lock. Jason Bakuya also returns from illness. Um, uh, props, Kurt Dillon, Braden Ueli drop out. Um, Dugan and Lewis probably drop back another this week. week yeah. but, um, Who knows? Flano's playing mind games. <laughs> Every week there seems <laughs> to be something different to their team. Obviously, Gallen was named last week and then... Yeah, didn't, was, make it. didn't make it to Canberra or, or didn't make it onto the field. So, um, yeah, Fafita's been enormous. Uh, amazing enormous. last, last yeah. week playing playing the 80. and He's such a big impact player as well. Um, not many players have that combination of, you know, huge minutes, big work rate and can, you know, bust. But he plays it smart too. When you watch him play, he's not your typical, you know, when you look at his opponent this week, David Connor, who just gets the ball and just wants to... Yeah. Charge straight through them into the middle of the forward pack. Fafita gets the bell and crabs across field, tries to get at a three and four in yep. defender where mm. he can get potentially a quick play of the ball, maybe an offload or a tackle break. So he's a smart footballer, not only um, just you know, getting through his work ethic, but he's a smart footballer that knows how to play the game and get the best out of himself. Yeah, it's great for fantasy too when he just runs 10 metres sideways and throws three blokes away and then gets yeah, tackled. Like, well, there's nine free yeah, yeah. tackle bus without really sort of going. He's in a weird position now in fantasy. Is he? So I think he's now the most expensive player in the game. He is. His break even still low because his recent scores have been massive. But Paul Gallen comes back, is the big one. He's been carrying a bit of a niggling injury himself for feeder. Not that yeah. it's hampered him much yeah. um, is he still must have is it the best time to I mean obviously a month ago it would be better to buy him than now or is he yeah. overpriced I think 888 I mean I've, I've had him since before round one and had him the whole way through so I'm yep. just going to stick with him but if you're going to buy him I think this week he probably makes a bit of money and then I think his prices start to dip because he's going to get to the point where those 80s and 90s drop out of his, his yep. recent rolling average and with Gallon back his minutes will go down and his work rate will probably go down a bit even though it'll stay you know, reasonably high. So I think um, price goes up this week and then it probably has three or four weeks of uh, slipping a bit. Um, so potentially, I mean in that time there's four or five big scores you're probably missing out on as well. Yeah. So is there a bad time to buy him? Nah, that's a good point. Not at all. Cool. Um, Val Holmes was good last week. but Yeah, it uh, was. It helps when you run for 332 <laughs> metres. Yeah. Well, is, he, is he back? He's, he's dropped a lot of value. Yeah, um, I mean, he's, he's only averaging 25 points. Yeah. His only average run metres this year have been what, 123, and he's had some stinkers this year, Val. Yeah. yeah. Not only in fantasy land, but mm. on the field as well. So I think even at his best, he's probably not a keeper-level scorer. So no, because it means it depends how long. You know, if Dugan's a week away or two yeah. away, you'd well, imagine exactly. Val would just go back to the wing anyway. So 332 run metres and a couple of meat pies helps. It's an avoid for me. Uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, much going on here. Priest comes in for Fulalo. Reese Martin is the talk of the town. Um, Moses Mbai is steady. Jeremy Marshall King's a sell. Yeah, that's pretty much Ray it. Fay. Ray Fay. <laughs> you going Let's with Ray Fay. About Ray, Ray Fay. Fay. <laughs> He's got the mad throw. Yeah. Is he? Is he a sell? He's under an injury cloud. Under an injury cloud. What's his, what's his injury? Uh, was it a bit of a cork he picked up last week, or it's leg? Is it knee or ankle? Knee or ankle? Yeah. A bit of a niggle. Like yeah. Um, so he's in danger. The fans love him though, but yeah, is he? We all love him. I mean, he's, a, he's yeah. a borderline keeper. He's scoring close to 50 a game. It's one of those things, either you keep him all season and hope he scores 50, or upgrade him for a relatively soon. Yeah, for yeah. One, of those, one of those real big guns. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, no huge hurry or anything, but yeah, if the injury turns out to be, like if he gets ruled out or something, then now's yeah. a good time to jump off board. Or if he misses a game and they have a big win and the yeah. back so row Canterbury's got two more games before the bye. They've got yeah. Sharks and then Tigers. Yeah. yeah. And also, is Jeremy Marshall King going to score any points at hooker? Uh, on keep current scoring, evidence, keep you'd have to 20s. say probably not. I mean, it's, it hurts his minutes because he's not playing 80. Yeah. He loses the last 20 minutes of the game to Carrot Holland. Bulldogs, if anything, looked better once Holland got... I don't think... He's obviously not an 80-minute hooker, but those yeah. quick legs out of dummy half, they sort of he's know, not, came home. He's not doing a lot of... Atta- like, he's a, a talented attacking player, obviously. A talented attacking yeah. player. But he's, he's mostly scoring through tackles now that he's playing yeah. hooker. So, you know, hopefully that changes, but... Well, it seems teams are finding him in the defensive line and you know, making, yeah. mm. having him try to make two or three tackles and you know, falling off tackles and that hinders your attack. But he's, yeah, from what I've seen, he's more attacking player yeah. and you want to be seen more. But as you say, CK, when Kerrit Holland gets on there, he just scoots out of yeah. dummy half. Yeah, and that 57 he scored was at 5'8 a few weeks ago, a few uh, tackle busts and, yeah. and offloads and that hasn't really looked like happening again. Uh, since it's been moved to hookers, so uh, I'm selling him this week for, for Brock Lamb and I think probably a few yep. other people in the same position. Let's move on to some questions. We've had a few coming in via Twitter. Let's uh, to get through. Cameron uh, asks, is Adam Reynolds a trap? I need a second half to pair with DCE and he looks a nice buy if Fit and Bunnies are firing. Well, we sort of talked about him. He's, n- he's not a trap. He's only he's a risk for injury, but I think... The, the Bunnies have convinced me that they're not going to drop off a cliff. I think they're going to stay good. I think the Burgesses, you know, the Twins are in the best form they've been in yep. since 2014. Cook's unbelievable. Cook's, uh, he's not slowing down at all. Uh, if Sam doesn't get suspended again, he's been an absolute force of nature in the games that he's Cody played. Cody Walker's been exceptional. Love Cody Walker. Such yeah. a good player. Alex Johnston's found a bit of a home at yeah. fullback after not really nailing down the spot previously. Yeah, pretty um, much if... It's just more the fact if the Bunnies keep playing the way they yeah, do. Yeah, if they keep playing well and Reynolds stays fit, then he's a good buy. Yeah. Because, so. as we said at the, at the top, penalty goals, South, he just takes the two, Adam Reynolds, all mm. the time. Whenever they're in distance with the goals, with the goal posts, um, get a penalty, just take the two. Yeah, and he doesn't miss unless you know, they're tough kicks. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind it, and he's cheaper than some other guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 60-something that he scored last week is probably overs, but I can't see any reason he shouldn't average 50. Bunnies are scoring heaps of tries. They put some tries past the Dragons. They can certainly put more tries past the weaker teams. And he, like you said, he's a sharpshooter, so there's okay. probably 8 or 10 points a week in goals, potentially. So, so I don't giving, mind it. Giving him the tick of approval? Let's, let's see him get injured this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benny Cronk, uh, potentially related to Cooper, not sure, asks, Hey, mate, just wanting your thoughts on Crichton. Trapper, is he back to his best? Sticking with the South theme. Um, you'd want to see it more than once, but um, obviously the, the price is appealing this week. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Obviously, with you know, if you've got Kikau in your side, you know, he's obviously going back to the bench. So he's touched on Rayfay. Is it time to kick out Kikau? And kick out, what do we do yeah. with Rayfay? Yeah, but Crichton certainly... Uh, um, very valuable option. Yep, I like it. I like it too. Before we uh, get too far away from the Rabbitohs, Alessandro Tolocca asks, do you think Murray is a keeper or should look to up- upgrade, upgrade him to a Jake Trevojevic, Tamalolo, I mean, etc.? He's really got to get back in that starting side somehow. Yeah. You've got to get Tamalolo in. Yeah, I think. like you said, with the, the twins going so well, I don't think they're moving those two. And then Sam stays at 13, so yeah. Murray stays on the bench. 
unless you know Sam gets suspended again or someone cops an injury. That yeah, it's a bit of a worry. We're now thinking the most likely option is Sam getting suspended again yeah. <laughs> to give Murray Hopefully some minutes. Hopefully, uh, being uh, a bit more careful these days. Yeah, see what happens after this week. I think. Uh, at Crimson NZ asks Hess or Crichton in for Mitch Rain, and is Fafita worth the price tag given Bakuya and Gallon are back this week? Well, Hess we haven't really talked about, mm. but he actually is still putting out some pretty consistent yeah. scores. I don't know. He scored I'm more than Tamalola last yeah. week. He scored sixty-one or sixty-two. Yeah, I think it was I think last his week. Average still in the fifties, fifty-three yeah. or fifty-five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because he hasn't get gotten those big explosive scores like Crichton's 94. He's kind of gone under the radar a bit this year compared with last year, but still a solid option. Um, one of the better performers in that Cowboys pack. I don't mind it. Bit of a left field option as well that not many other teams have, so you could make up some ground there. Um, for Feederworth, price tag, whatever, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah, like we said, he'll, he'll dip at some point, but uh, just get him in, I reckon. Yep. Um, Andre Egles asks, I have Murray, Rain and Kikau who are on the bench. I want to bring in Torhu Harris. What's my best option? Um, do we rate Torhu as a buy at the moment? He's sort of, he's still going well. Yeah, he's dropped a bit of uh, cash in the last few weeks. I think about 100 grand because of when he got injured. He had a yeah, really low score. Uh, so concussion. He yeah, had a really so, score. yeah, so I think he's still a pretty good option. He'll score around 50 or low 50s. Mm. Break-even's 53, so he could probably match that, if not slightly yep. improve on yep. it. Yeah, looks better than those three guys. I mean, Murray and Kikau are the two that are potential keepers. Mitch Rain won't be a keeper, so mm. probably sell, sell him first. I don't know. Although you're, kicking, you're selling Kikau. I'm selling Kikau. Because so, so. yeah. Pendleton have just got too much depth in the back row. Mm. He's obviously an impact player, Kikau, and as you said, CK, another injury to a back, then you shift. Yeah. Um, Harawira Nora and Isaiah Yo back into the centres, but... Um, yeah, you want, you know, Kikau, as I said, we, he's played 80 minutes for the last five weeks and been outstanding, but, yeah, you know, when you've got Angus Crichton going well, um, you've got Tamalola going well, yeah. Um, yeah, you want to get one of those blokes in, and so. Those three guys all look like possible trades in the next couple of weeks anyway, Murray, Rain, Kikau, so. Yeah, the only way Mitch Rain's going to be playing 80 minutes is if Nathan Peets is back on the sideline again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brad Hinchko asks, what's the outlook on Mahe Fanur? Is this a one-week thing and worth holding him? What does this do to his hopes of gaining uh, DPP centre designation? Yeah, we'll definitely hold him if you've got him. I, I mean, yeah. he, was, he was great last week. You expect he's going to come back. The Tigers have been changing up their back five, back five quite a bit, so Cleary's got no dramas doing that again. Yeah. Um, and he can play centre or wing, so there's lots of options for him coming in. I wouldn't worry. Um, I think what well, he to, to the second part about getting DPP though, you've got SR Masters as completely undroppable, one of the mm -hmm. form centres of the comp. Um, Kevin Nagama is going fine. He's one of the senior players. Apparently he was out. Uh, he had a, a family funeral yeah. or something last week, which was why he was a, a withdrawal. And, and Mahe played in the centres. So if Mahe comes back, you'd think his best hope is bumping. Uh, Malachi, like yep. his Lesniak, back out. So maybe not uh, going to get too much room. Yeah, he'd probably have to play a few games, you know, round four games usually to get yeah. uh, dual position. And um, round 12's the next time they're going to be giving out the yeah. updates. So And he's not playing this week, so he yeah, so he probably comes about time anyway. Yeah. yeah, so probably not uh, for round 12, maybe for round 18 if Good. something happens. I wouldn't be selling if I had him already. Definitely hold him. Jack. Uh, sorry, Jock Scarhill asks, Slade Griffin and Viliami Kikau have been fantasy guns to start the season, both now questionable hold or sell. We've talked about Kikau. Slade Griffin, I think, is an absolute must-sell. Yeah, Griffin sell first. Later. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
shame coming off his uh, his 60, but yeah, the 30 minutes is a huge concern. So time to move him along. Callum Press, how likely is it for Brenko Lee to hold that central long term with Hurrell missing out? Well, it comes down to form, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Who really knows? They they yeah. played pretty well last week, but mm. could always change. Hurrell's a you know talented player, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Hurrell, he's going to have to go back to reserve grade and, and prove that he wants to, yeah. you know, earn that spot in the, the starting team. Branko Lee, you know, he had a few defensive worries at the Bulldogs, but he was also probably their biggest attacking, yeah. you know, He scored player. a try last week, Branko, so... Yeah, I think I mean, he's probably um, he's probably got a while. I'm not really considering Branko Lee as a... No, you not at all, no. If you've got Hurrell, he's a sell, and I wouldn't be buying Branko is probably the short answer to that question. Joseph Yo, uh, will Isaiah Yo... Uh, Again, may or may not be related, <laughs> not sure. Will his position change the centre and should I hold on to Griffin with Cook most likely playing Origin? Well, I think Isaiah Yo has been bumped out of the centres uh, slightly yep. too early for him to pick yep. up DPP. Um, should I hold on to Griffin? No. 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 Sell Griffin. Luke Saunders asks who will be the most effective trade in for the Origin period. Well, I guess it's Cam Smith now, isn't it? Cam Smith, something yeah. looks good. I mean, Origin period generally isn't as tough this year. Well, yeah, different ways to look at it. There's there's no super buyers for Origin who play in all the buy rounds or anything because every team will miss one game. Uh, well, everyone is available in round 13 is unavailable in exactly. round 7 and vice versa, so you yeah. can't plan for both and, really. And it's a standalone for Origin too, so that's the non-factor. So Cam Smith's the man. Cam Smith's the man. Although for round 13, I guess you want uh, I think the Storm are on the buy, so it's after after round 13. Get <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but otherwise, it's um, you know Fafida, Tamalolo, Tapau. Yeah. Who I mean, a lot of South players like Reynolds and Crichton yeah. potentially on the uh, on the Origin radar. So it's those the guaranteed non-Origin players like yeah. uh, Andrew Fafida, Fafida and Tamalolo. I think for the for the first buy round. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But basically, try to have a f enough players in your team who are going to play round 13. Uh, just focus on that now, and then as soon as round 13 comes, change it up and look for players who are going to play round 17. Exactly right. Well, boys, that brings us to the end of a, uh, another Action Pack podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, you can catch all three of us on Twitter. I'm at CKennedy80, at SteveTurner84, and at Dom underscore Brock. Heaps more to come on NRL.com this week. We've got the fantasy preview video up on Wednesday afternoon. We've got all the, um, the late mail leading into the weekend coming on NRL.com. We've got uh, the Lone Scout Q&As going up. Uh, a few more podcasts, Steve Renoff and Joel Gould up in Queensland on Thursday, Jamie Soward with Zach Bailey on Wednesday afternoon. Um, thanks again for joining us. Thanks again to you, our sponsors, and we'll catch you all again next week.